0: Guest Fancy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here is always my co host at Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how was your weekend?
1: Oh, the weekend was good. Weekend was good. It was uh nice and relaxing. Got the got the house set up for for Christmas. And you know, I love Christmas. And uh yeah, nice rainy Sunday, best kind of Sundays. And yeah, yeah Yeah, unless you're outside. No, no, no! I don't know. No. I don't like being outside on a Sunday. No, 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 no! Not between the months of September and uh, February. No, 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 no! I do not like being outside on a Sunday. Absolutely not. It just sunlight. feels like every sunlight at
0: Home. It rains.
1: Uh well, we had we had pretty significant rain um, yesterday, last night, and then into uh, into today a little bit, but. Now it's going to be cold for the next for the next few days. After being really beautiful this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday was in the mid fifties. So I mean, that was like wow. I was able to play pickleball for five and a half hours on on Saturday, and that was like that was so nice.
0: Yeah, honestly, it's barely snowed here in Utah. Um, Good. Usually, usually it snows Good. around this time. Good, no, no
1: snow, snow mucho bado No, 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 no. no, no.
0: No, Utah has the best snow on Earth. Fuck fuck that. It's on all the license plates.
1: Adam, who the fuck needs snow? Who the fuck needs
0: snow? People who ski. Yeah, does this look like a guy who fucking skis? (laughs) I'm sorry for laughing, but no. No, it doesn't. Yeah, Adam just called me a fat fuck to my face. All right, we can move on. We can move on swiftly. I'm sorry. You, You set this up.
1: Oh, absolutely. But you were supposed you were, if you were a good step host, you would say
0: <laughs> step hosts.
1: Oh, you're not fat. You're beautiful just the way you are. But nope, he left my fucking face. So right here to you, Adam.
0: We can swiftly move on. Okay. I'll send through the divorce papers tomorrow. Okay. Well, I don't really ski either. Or I mean, snowboard. I can ski. I def I definitely can ski. I can't if I, if I
1: wanted to. But whenever I get asked to go on like some sort of ski trip, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be the drunk. I'll be the drunk.
0: I'll be the chef. Yeah, I uh, I went snowshoeing once upstate. Snowshooting, shooing. Oh, shooing, Snowshoeing. Like, shooting, snow shooting. The hell is that? No, that's just hunting in during the winter. True. Good point. <laughs> uh, very good point. No, I've never done that. I've done snowshoeing, where you have those big, you know, yeah,
1: yeah, duck feet.
0: I hated that because honestly, yeah, it doesn't sound fun. It's weird because this is something if you have seen me walk, you know, I like I blame this on my twisted ankle in third grade, but I walk weird like my uh, one of my ankles is like turned outwards whenever I walk. So snowshoeing was not fun in yeah, that it regard. It doesn't sound fun. My I had to like lay down for that. I couldn't walk. Well, yeah, it just it was not fun. No, it doesn't sound it. Doesn't sound it. I'm definitely more of a summer sports kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball, soccer, basketball, all that stuff. Yeah.
1: Like, I, I've made the promise to myself that when, God willing, I have time off, it's December. I'm already looking at June already, but well, whatever. We'll eat to Each to their own. Um, I've already said to myself that when I'm off for that entire month of June, I'm going to be playing pickleball every single day. <laughs> Like I'm, a, I'm already looking forward to to summer already. It, we haven't even hit like the deepest part of winter, so it's just like fuck me.
0: Yeah, no, February is the worst part of winter. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. February, February sucks.
0: Well, the weather sucks. I mean, both the February pretty-
1: just sucks. Yeah, it's not the worst month. March is the worst month. March is just awful.
0: Yeah, there really isn't much going. On. Well, there's St. Patrick's Day. That's basically it. I know.
1: The, I don't sorry, really say, I, I, mean, don't, I mean do I do I do I look like someone that celebrates St. Patrick's Day I mean do all the people that do you, but
0: Nah not for me February is okay the weather sucks though I hate February I hate February Anyway so this review show Is going to be something different And it's going to be more discussion based And we're going to just kind of shoot the shit about the players. We're going to go position by position as we usually do with these kinds of things and just talk about what surprised us um, and what you can look forward to heading into the playoffs. Cause that's starting next week. Yep. So if you, for all those that clinched or are waiting for Monday night to see if they clinched best of luck and congratulations, depending.
1: Yeah. Yeah, couldn't have said that much better myself.
0: Yep, I am fighting for a number one seed that I might get So in one league, so that's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, right my now, fir- right now, out of 12, I'm currently out in six, which is my worst return in a
0: very long time, if not ever. Yeah, this has been a weird season. I've hated I, this season. I can't wait <laughs> for it to be over. I've never had a, This is my best season ever, regular season. Uh, the season has just sucked
1: across the board. It's been a, uh, a really, really just... I don't know if non-enjoyable is the word. because It's enjoyable, but like...
0: Non-enjoyable. If that makes sense. I mean... There are moments in the season that I didn't really enjoy. You know. Obviously. My favorite part of the season could going to be when it's over. <laughs> when it's over, I make payouts.
1: And I'm just like... <sighs> yeah. Well, then I take so, then I take a month off. Don't do any anything like fantasy stuff. Obviously, we'll have the both the podcast and, and and shit like that. But um, not do any ranks. Just do nothing, and just like reset, and then March comes, and then you get back to the into the swing of things.
0: Yeah, and that that that's always nice. That's definitely always nice. Um, okay, so let's start off with the quarterbacks. A couple guys. I mean, this has been two weeks in a row. Well, I guess, no. Jalen Hurts was he, it was in garbage time last time. Um, but he definitely... His team hasn't been all that great. And honestly, since the bye, he had that great game against Buffalo. But it's been you know, above average to, you know, this past week on Sunday, which was below average for him. And I mean, turnover is everywhere. All three of the main guys for the Eagles fumbled against the Cowboys, which would be Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and A.J. Brown. And Bird cannot be happier about that fact.
1: Oh, I'm obviously thrilled, and someone asked me last night, who it's in the gate team, someone asked me and said, if it comes down to Jalen Hurts putting up a stinker and the Cowboys winning, or Jalen Hurts blowing up and beating the Cowboys, which one are you taking? Why is that even a question? Of course you'd want the Cowboys to win. Fuck yeah. Yeah. My response was, I want the Cowboys to win a million to nothing. And of yeah. course, and of course the guy's a Patriots fan, so he knows nothing about winning. You know, recently he knows nothing about it.
0: Um, I know they've already been eliminated from playoff contention. Couldn't be me. No, nah, couldn't be, me. couldn't be me either. Fuck them. Uh,
1: but yeah, I mean, just look. But just looking at that game, though, that game was it. Really, it was an outlier in a in a lot of respects, and we just kind of knew that. Dallas at home was going to be a really tough test for, for, for Philadelphia. And I mean, Dallas just just jumped on him. Jumped on him early. And then after that it was it was curtains. But I mean, you just have to look at the Eagles schedule the rest of the way. And you have to think, well, look at the defenses that they're facing, right? They're facing the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Then they have two home games against the Giants and the Cardinals. Like, do we really expect the Philadelphia Eagles to lose a single game the rest of the way, Week 18 included, with with the Giants? No. And no. for fa- for fantasy, I mean, are you are are we seriously going to be talking about potentially the Philadelphia Eagles suffering because they lost to the Dallas Cowboys? No, no, they're going to be just fine. But what I do want to mention is that thing that I talked about with Devonta Smith. It happened. Dallas got it. Came back, and Devonta Smith went back to uh, not great numbers. Not well, great numbers, but to, but in in all in all fairness, it was just a dud of a game, pretty much all the way around. And ten targets for Devonta Smith is obviously encouraging, but it was in a game too that they lost by twenty and were throwing a crap
0: ton. So well, that even earlier in the game, I you know in defense of Devonta Smith, like he just couldn't hold on to a lot of those. Passes. Well, and he also dropped a touchdown. That, yeah, too. I know. That was brutal.
1: He dropped a touchdown. Yeah. Um But this so... was this was the worry with the with Devonta Smith that, that Dallas Goddard would come back, Dallas Goddard would get looks, and Dallas Goddard would take some away from, from Smith. And I mean it, it it did happen. It did happen. Granted, Goddard caught all four of his targets. They eased him back a little bit. But I'm de- I'm definitely worried about. Smith, a smidge, a smidge, not to the point where I'm talking about Smith, you know, not being a top 15 guy. I mean, he's a top 15 guy almost by default because a member of the Philadelphia Eagles in this offense.
0: If he holds on to a couple more of those catches, we're not having this conversation is the thing. Well, he he holds on to that touchdown. I don't think we're having this conversation, to be quite honest. So, you know, it's the usage is still there. I feel like that was your worry, wasn't it? Well the use the usage was definitely part of the worry, but
1: it also comes down to the results weren't there. I mean <clears throat> J Ron Bland. Thank you so much. Did I say J Ron? Uh Duron. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I was about to correct you. I was like, J Ron Bland. Yeah, because I'm the... I'm
1: looking at I'm looking at Jake Ferguson. So immediately just J popped into my head. No, but uh Duran Bland played he had a great, great, great game and and Gilmore, and Stephon Gilmore as well against against AJ Brown. <clears throat> Clamps, clamps, baby. How do, how do you think we're feeling about that that fifth round pick that we gave up for for Gilmore? That's fine. That's fine. He can have it in Indianapolis. Um, but overall, I'm I'm not particularly worried about the Eagles going forward. They have a great matchup next week versus San Francisco, who just got absolutely embarrassed once again. Seattle. Uh, sorry, yes, Seattle. They got embarrassed by San Francisco. There it is. Just jumping the gun. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about. Philadelphia going forward. They win. If they win that game next week versus Seattle, which I think they probably will, odds are they will. Uh they're probably gonna still run away with with the NFC East. And well, no, I wouldn't say run away with it, but just looking at the two schedules, uh, the Eagles have a much better run in than, than Dallas does. Dallas has to play Buffalo, Miami, and then Detroit.
0: Yeah. And two of those games are on the road. Yeah. Buffalo, Miami. And then and, they're, and they're and in the Detroit on Monday night. Yeah, and then they're in Washington also week 18 yes so that's uh that's gonna be interesting but it's interesting that you brought up seattle because uh you know seattle didn't look great i mean who's starting for them next week that's the that's gonna be a big uh big question are the seahawks just out of it fuck jamal adams you know all all that stuff yikes on that touchdown from Debo samuel uh, burning him, but uh yeah, that's that's uh, I don't know. Here's the thing, though,
1: with 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 Seattle and and you know one of the main questions that I just kind of have is you know you look at you look at the likes of of DK Metcalf, who scored a touchdown in this game against San Francisco, did nothing more outside of that. The Eagles' secondary is just they've gotten killed now two weeks in a row, and you're a DK Metcalf manager and you probably you probably don't have anybody else that is on this heater that DK Metcalf is is on now it'd be mean, what a time for for DK Metcalf to to get hot that's now five touchdowns in the last four games for for DK and at least 15 PPR points in four of his last five he's it just started to come come around. And I think it was good. It was a good sign for DK Metcalf and and DK Metcalf managers that the touchdown was there. Obviously the ejection was, you know, stupid and whatever. And I'm sure there's going to be fallout from that, but you know, we'll, we'll definitely uh, see as the week progresses, but when he was in there, Drew Locke was looking the way of DK Metcalf and looking to get him involved. And if you're telling me, you know, just looking at what the Cowboys receivers did that Eagle secondary last week, uh, last night, excuse me. I mean, I don't think there's a way that DK Metcalf is on my bench this week. I, I think I just got to ride with that. Whether it is Drew Locke, whether it is Geno, it, you have to say that DK Metcalf is going to could have a really, really good game against the Philadelphia Eagles, who... Well they stink they they stink a little bit on uh, on the back end and concede the most points to the wide receiver position in fantasy.
0: yeah, absolutely. it's gonna be a tough matchup um all right here's the quota. Let's talk about the Jets. Garrett Wilson had a great game didn't score really tough matchup for him against Miami. And tough matchup for Zach also against Miami to see if he actually does it again, which I don't even know anymore. Um, And yeah, I mean, I think that as long as Zach is in there, I think Garrett Wilson's still like borderline startable because at least Zach throws Garrett Wilson the ball more than five yards. So that helps. Is there going to be a thunderstorm in Miami? I don't think so.
1: Then I can't trust Zach. Because apparently he just needs monsoon-like conditions for Zach to thrive.
0: Well, usually, I mean, last year it was the opposite, and earlier this year it was the opposite. I mean, that Patriots game was awful conditions. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, credit credit to Zach. I mean, he, he played well. He understood the assignment. He got Garrett Wilson the ball. I mean, Randall Cobb scored a touchdown, so Randomly. that's cool. Our good buddy, Randall Cobb, great guy. Love him. Brees Hall was able to get a touchdown as well. Brees Hall, I mean, just we all kind of thought that Brees Hall was like a little bit cooked and done for the year. Uh, Brees Hall now, I mean, you look at his PPR numbers, man. That's now four weeks in a row with at least five catches for Brees Hall. Granted, the the rushing numbers are absolutely pathetic.
0: Yeah, well, it's because I mean the reason that it's like this is because Zach just loves the dump off. Well, and the Jets' offensive line is just is just comp- it's it's a complete
1: dumpster fire. Yes, it is. It's a complete dumpster fire. It, it's not healthy. They're going to have to address that again. In, well, in, 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 you're in down the to tryout. like your
0: you're down to like your ninth string guy. Well, right, uh, but but it, it just
1: goes to show, like, we okay, you went into the year of Bucky Becton. And wow, we're so shocked.
0: Makai Becton is hurt again. Well, Makai Becton, actually, he's not hurt. He sucks. Dwayne Brown was your left tackle that got That's Aaron Rodgers killed. That's true. And he is hurt, and he hasn't come back, I don't think. You know, Joe Tipman has been great. Yes, uh, Joe Tippman has been really good. Wes Schweitzer is out for the season, I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, Elijah Vera Tucker, out for the season again. Two straight years of this. Uh I don't even know anymore with the offensive line. Like there's only so much you can do at that point. So but, you're
1: banking, you're banking on Brees Hall to be a PPR asset. That's what you're banking on in half in half. There is, there's less confidence in Brees Hall in non. There is no confidence in Brees Hall. No, absolutely. I, I would even argue in 10 team leagues, you could probably drop Brees Hall. In none. In none. Yes. In none. Yes. Hell, I don't even know if you're in the situation where you're even in the playoffs. You, you have Brees Hall and a 10 man nod.
0: Yeah. I uh, I got Brees Hall in our 10 man, our 10 person, full point PPR league because somebody dropped him, which is very funny. Yeah, and he's, and he's been all right. He, he's been, he all right. been all right. Um, anybody else at quarterback? I mean, Desmond um, Ritter. Um, is he... um, maybe the biggest one of all. Yeah biggest one of all
1: on this week's episode of why we hate the fucking los angeles chargers yes i know how how in god's name does brandon staley have a job like it's 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 pathetic at this point like oh wow you decide to get isaiah spiller and josh kelly more involved you don't really move the ball all that much but then you start to get austin eckler involved and oh wow you actually like start to do things.
0: Yeah. He's oh, like diet. Ar- he's like diet Arthur Smith. This, this just is a coach, right? This is
1: a coach that does not give a shit because he knows that he is done. He knows well, that
0: he is absolutely fucked. I think he, he thinks, he just thinks that he's the smartest guy in the room, in every room that he walks in. Uh, Arthur Smith levels.
1: Yeah. Arthur Smith levels, but now we have to talk about what the hell does this mean for the rest of the Chargers now that there's no Justin Herbert and it's going to be Easton Stick. Well, Easton Stick, great name it, in Superflex. Not a chance. There, there, there's no way. There, there's zero, zero shot that I am putting my potential playoff life
0: in the hands of Easton Stick. No way. Uh uh-uh, well, you happening. kind of you kind of are if you start Keenan Allen anywhere. Well, we're going to have that conversation in a minute. (laughs) Austin Eckler.
1: I mean. To me, I just feel like we're going to see a lot more stacked boxes and that's not really all that great for Austin Eckler, who I mean, if we're being real, being real about it, has basically been a two and a half, three yard guy, three yard per carry guy all year. Doesn't help him. Does not help him. One bit, but what could help Austin Eckler for sure in in full PPR, which of course is where we know is where Austin Eckler lives. It could help him because he'll he'll see a a bunch more dump-offs because Easton Stick can't push the ball downfield. So that absolutely helps uh, Eckler's case. But I kind of think that Eckler now is – I think he's kind of in that lower-end Rashad White, James Cook – Not necessarily Jalen Warren range, but like twenty to twenty four is where I think Eckler is kind of at now. I
0: feel like both of those guys are really like touchdown dependent, good in PPR. Yeah, but I think I'd rather have Rashad White and James Cook. Oh, I would too. Well, especially after last week or Sunday, for both those guys. Or Rashad White's been
1: on a heater now for a month,
0: and James James Cook.
1: James Cook has some is somehow thriving. With Joe Brady, Mr. Joe Brady, who got fired in Carolina because he didn't use his running back and checks notes that running back. Oh, yeah, it was Christian McCaffrey.
0: People can learn. clearly. He oh, has I learned. think he's learned it a big way. Be, yeah. We I just think he learned. learned in a big way. This isn't LSU. You know, you, you don't have like three of the best receivers in the league. Well, so. who,
1: was, who was his running back at LSU? Yeah, well, Clyde hasn't done anything in the NFL. Well, but he was able to get Clyde to be a first round pick, didn't he? Yes, he he got him to be a first round pick, so he, he did he did something right with his running backs at one point. Now, but I mean, James Cook has looked has looked uh, has looked really terrific, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that uh, that that situation at the end of that game. We have we have to talk about Keenan Allen and where he's at now, because I think he's been he's been the one shining light. In a real dark, dark season for the Los Angeles Chargers. The man has 108 catches. That's the most catches that he's had at any season of his career. And we still have four games left in the season. Yeah, that's crazy. That's mental. It's been an unbelievable season for Keenan Allen. He has thrived. He has gone above and beyond any and all expectations. But now is when we are really going to see what Keenan Allen is, is is made of the good news though for anybody you know for week one of playoffs is that it's a soft ish matchup against the against the Raiders granted they were just in the ass ball of the week uh again against the Minnesota Vikings seven nothing whoop that was a really great fun
0: effort to watch actually it um, was three nothing even worse oh it was a three nothing game oh my apologies yeah it was my the same apologies. score as the uh mud bowl on Monday Night Football between the Steelers and the Dolphins that was yes. time. same
1: Yes. My mistake. My mistake. But you got you got you get the picture. Um, Still bad. Oh, still bad. Oh, still terrible. But now where's Keaton Allen? <clears throat> Honestly, he might be like a wide receiver three.
0: Yeah. And then he gets to go to Buffalo where he's home against yeah, no Buffalo. No and then you. in championship week, he gets a date with Patrick Sertan at mile high.
1: Yeah, same thing as this week. Yeah, and we also this week went. Yeah, yeah. Keenan Allen is a matchup dependent wide receiver three. Oh, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Honestly, I don't know if if you have a. uh, This is benefit of hindsight, and I need to to set ranks (laughs) for me to really know. And I haven't, I haven't touched ranks for next week yet. I will know for sure where Keenan Allen is where I where, when I do ranks, but my guess is he's going to be in that thirty to thirty three range for me.
0: Yeah, I I'm just trying to think about what I would do for, you know, my in my situation where Keenan Allen is on my team, and I'm just like I already lost Tank Dell for the season. Christian Watson has been. Meh. I have to figure. I have to figure something out. Well, same thing with everybody. It just depends what your options are. Yeah. Some people may not have a better option.
1: Some people may have to play Keenan Allen, and if you have to play Keenan Allen against the Raiders, I mean, it's not terrible, but it's it's a daunting proposition to do.
0: Yeah. When you don't really know. Although I would feel dumb if I bench Keenan Allen in a playoff game, even though it's different. No, even I though- see. I don't think it's dumb. I, I honestly, I don't think it's dumb. No, I'd feel dumb if I benched Keenan Allen and he still does Keenan Allen things. Well, we saw an entire half of Keenan Allen with Easton Stick, and it wasn't great. Yeah, and that was a game that the, that benefited, like game script wise, it benefited the Chargers because they were down. Th- right, the and entirety he he of the game. He should been getting
1: a lot, a lot more. Granted, I also think Buffalo did a uh, Buffalo. Denver did a really good job of, of keeping Keenan Allen in check. I mean that defense is what it is because you know they have an unbelievable secondary and arguably the best corner in football on, on the outside and in, in in Pat Sertan.
0: Arguably is holding the arguably. weight of the world holding the weight of the world on its shoulders. But sure, fine. Arguably. Arguably. Yeah. I don't think it's a it's a scandalous take. Okay. Anyway, it arguably, yeah.
1: Has Sauce been as good this year as he was last year? Yeah. It, See, I don't think so.
0: People just I think Sauce's good. It. People just don't talk about it as much as they did last year.
1: Well, I, I think it's also because teams aren't throwing Sauce's way as much. Sertan has been has been excellent just all, all year long. And it's, that's no slight on, on Sauce. I mean,
0: if, if, if Sertan is 1A, Sauce is 1B. Well, whatever. I'm not. I don't want to have this conversation right Apples now. Apples to oranges. We, <laughs> I, it's fine. It's whatever. So yeah. So that's it for 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 the Chargers. The other big uh, quarterback injury that happened was CJ Stroud as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. With that, that was a that was a nasty hit. I mean, it was. Yeah. It's like a what are you gonna do kind of hit. It it it, it looked bad in slow motion. And honestly, I'm sure in, I didn't see it in real time. I'm sure it looked bad in real time too, but, um, it's going to be tough with, and like the, the Texans, I mean, granted they were playing a great defense in the jets that basically stifled them the entire game, but Houston, who are they playing next week? Let's see. They are playing the Tennessee Titans. So, I mean, you can throw on the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, but but
1: I, I'm. There's no way, shape, or form that I'm going to feel comfortable with starting starting a Houston Texans. CJ Stroud can't play.
0: Well, yeah, if it's Davis Mills, then you know, you know, it's a moot point at that point. Like you're not starting Noah Brown if he plays. You aren't starting Nico Collins. I, I would like, find
1: it really hard to start Stroud. Say, take a positive look. Stroud plays. I would find it really, really hard to start him if Collins can't play. Because if you have no Nico Collins, no Tank Dell, obviously, and then Dalton Schultz, who returned to practice Wednesday, but seemingly re-aggravated his hamstring and was downgraded Thursday, did not practice on Friday as well, and then was out second second consecutive game with that hamstring. So you're down your top three options in your passing game, potentially, Say, like I said, say C.J. Stroud plays. You're going to feel good about C.J. Stroud throwing to Noah Brown, um, Xavier Hutchinson, potentially John John Mechie, Robert Woods, Brevin Jordan. Like, no. No, I would not. I would not feel great about that. And even if C.J. Stroud doesn't play, say it is Davis Mills. You're not starting Davis Mills either.
0: Yeah, well, and I mean, that makes your decision a lot easier because – if if it's Davis Mills, then just stay out of Houston. You stay, yeah. You stay out of this best. You stay out of this best
1: entirely, and you fade all the Texans for sure. Deeper leagues is Noah Brown maybe worth a, a flex play if you have nobody else. Sure, like if, if if we're comparing Keenan Allen to Noah Brown, is there a universe where I would consider starting Noah Brown over Keenan Allen? Possibly, would I do it?
0: No. It's well, think about it. It's the playoffs. You got to change your thinking also. Well, I think I'm going to, I would probably ride the guy
1: that got me there. But would I, would I say that, oh, it's straightforward and obvious that I would start eating over Noah Brown? No. Especially, especially if CJ Stroud plays. If CJ Stroud plays, oh, there's a conversation to be had. Well, yeah. But if CJ Stroud doesn't play, then I don't think it's really a conversation there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a thought, but. I don't. I don't think I'd be. I'd be going anywhere near that. Um, and then one other situation that I wouldn't want to go anywhere near. Um, just a small boot point that I want to talk about for you uh, before we move on. Uh, you can't start a Carolina Panther going forward. That includes Adam Thielen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They suck. Good they, God. Good God. This team they, is just capital, capital S suck. I mean, oh my God. And. They get and, you know, they don't have a first round pick. Here's what I would do, right?
1: For any leagues that are playing defenses. If you've done it already, you're a genius. If you haven't. I would be trying to pick up two defenses this week. The Falcons and the Packers. Try and pick them both up because the Falcons, who do they play? They play Carolina. And then who does Green Bay play next week? Hmm. Checks notes, the Carolina Panthers. And then when you're dropping the Falcons next week, and you're looking to find your defense for the following week, when you get to the, when you get to the championships because you are going to make championships, who do they play? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Just ride those defenses, ride them.
0: Yeah. I took my own advice from last week and I picked up the Eagles defense because they're playing, as we said, Seattle, the Giants and the Cardinals. So (laughs) see there's,
1: there are two things that I want to avoid with my defenses in, in playoffs. And this is, this is a tip that I received years ago. Just a little tip for everybody. And this is how I, I do it. Two things. One, I avoid road teams like the plague because those, those defenses going on the road, regardless of who the matchup is, those matchups get funky. So I avoid road teams. That's number one. Number two, I avoid divisional games. Those get funky as well. Granted, with the Falcons and the Panthers, I would break
0: that rule. It you would be like, no, no Eagles, Giants. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't do it because odds are you could you could find you could find better matchups there. And the Eagles
0: defense, they bleed points. They play points. Well, let me Well, let's see. I'm actually kind of curious as to what their output has been. Look at I the mean, last 2 I weeks.
1: Let's just let's so just I start there.
0: Okay. So, let's see. We have Well, our league is weird with scoring because we don't do negatives. It's the
1: correct way to do it, by the way.
0: Yeah, correct no, way to what, do it. There,
1: no defense should ever be getting negative.
0: That's stupid. It, it's not traditional. So more traditional not, than you think. It's in this different scoring. They actually scored eleven points against Dallas, but against the Niners, it was two. Well, Why
1: did they score eleven points against Dallas? Because they had defensive touchdown.
0: Yeah. So that helps. Yes, that helps. But take that, take that touchdown away. They scored. They scored five points. They scored two points against the Niners, five points against Buffalo, eight points against Kansas City. They've only hit double-digit points four times.
1: I I would take the defense that is going up against a quarterback that has not passed for over 200 yards in six straight games now and has seemingly gone backwards to the tune of passing sub 50% completion percentage in
0: his last two weeks. Yeah. I just what, don't what really quarterback know. am I talking about? I'm talking about Bryce young. Yes. I don't know what it is with Bryce young at this point. Uh, the Panthers are a mess. They're an absolute mess. And
1: the fact that they are giving up the number one overall pick because they needed to get Bryce young is just, Oh,
0: it's an all timer. It's an all timer. Yeah, it's that and Trey Lance. Those are two of the. I think this might be worse <laughs> because Trey Lance wasn't number one overall. No, he wasn't.
1: That's that. I think is what saves Trey Lance. Well, also, sure.
0: the nine the Niners literally faced no repercussions for Trey Lance. Also,
1: that's true. That's true because they, they have Brock Purdy. They were able to find a guy that was Mister Irrelevant and he has turned out to be uh one of the favorites for league mvp. we all know who the who the favorite is for league mvp and who should win league mvp.
0: Yeah. I know. Fine. Dak. Here we go? That guy.
1: <laughs> I fi- I I find myself saying that in the morning when I when I when I wake up. Start my day with a little, a little yawn, a little check my phone, then I'm about to
0: get up. Here we go! Honestly, it should be Tyreek Hill. If he hits hits 2,000 yards. If he he hits 2,000, yes. It should be Tyreek Hill. Yes, it should be. be. And I'm saying that as a Jets fan. It should be be Tyreek Hill. If he gets 2,000, yes. So let's move on to running backs. And we already kind of talked about a lot of these guys. Um, Bijan has been quietly okay. Uh, He's been scoring recently. It's been which is solid. It's
1: been better for
0: Bijan. It hasn't, it
1: hasn't been perfect. I'm not gonna go out and say that you know it's been it's been all sunshine, rainbows, lollipops, or anything like that. But it definitely has been better for for, for
0: Bijan. Since week eight, he has scored in every other game besides his bye. Actually, no, including his bye, he scored in every other week. Yep. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he's got he's gotten much better. I, mean, I, I did an exercise on, on the show today where we did a look at not necessarily how we think ECR is going to be, but we did it how we think ADP is going to be. And someone mentioned that ADP could see B. John Robinson back in the top five again.
0: And I don't think that's psychotic for next year. I mean, as somebody who drafted B. John Robinson in the first round, from personal anecdotal evidence experience, I don't think I want to do that again. Especially, I if, especially if Arthur Smith is back. I would let somebody else have the fun. Oh, I'll do it. I'll do it for sure.
1: I mean, he I, won't be. I don't think he'll be top five for me. But it, it, I said this. I said this today, and the more and more that I think about it, the more and more that I'm like potentially really, really excited about it. Next year could be a zero wide
0: receiver year. Oh. Oh boy. And just stack up on running backs early. Oh man. Have we time traveled and gone back to
1: 2007? Always, you always got to be ahead of the curve. And I just feel like next year, so many teams are going to go receiver heavy. And what do you do when everyone else is zigging? You zag. Like you're telling me at the one two turn, you could potentially have an opportunity to get guys like Bijan. Maybe Pollard, maybe Barkley, maybe Gibbs, maybe Etn. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Walk out, walk um, out of the the first round with Bijan and Gibbs potentially. Sure, that's cool. Yeah, that I mean, it is wherever Caleb Williams goes, get C- get Caleb's running back. Sure.
0: That's fun. That is fun.
1: Josh Jacobs, maybe depending on where he goes. Austin Eckler, depending on where he goes. There are a lot of dominoes for sure that are that are yet to fall. But I think zero receiver could be definitely in play.
0: Interesting. I just don't. I don't know with Bijan because like he wasn't even if he wasn't top five this year. Anyway, one point he was. One one point I had him in my top five. I drafted him
1: seventh. I drafted him in a couple spots. I drafted him sixth, eighth,
0: and then eleventh and a twelve. Yeah, I mean that's not bad. No, like that. That's we'll
1: see. I mean and that's recently- probably where I would draft. Uh, where I would draft him again. Like I, like I said, personally, I don't think he could be anywhere near my personal top five. But I think in a year where we could see, and we all know how fantasy drafters are. We know how most drafters are going to go into a draft. They're going to be somewhat underprepared, except for if you're listening to the show, of course, then you're going to be very prepared. But they're going to be underprepared and they're going to panic and they're going to take running back, which means a receiver is going to fall. And that's when you have to adjust and say, okay, if I'm going to go, if I thought I was going to go uh, zero receiver, now I'm, if I can get myself, I don't know, if I can get Justin Jefferson at six, then my God,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm straight chilling. But. Well- Part of it, I think, is that maybe it's just the community that we're in, but I feel like last year and the year before, everybody was like, zero, zero RB, zero RB. That's the way. It's the new future. And then you get to drafts, and it's like eight running backs in the top ten.
1: Yeah, and my opinion is also skewed because I play – most of my expert leagues were doing zero RB pretty heavy at that point. I mean, I was I was captain of the zero RB train for the last two years. I'm aware. And now here I am saying, well, I might be a turncoat with the zero RBers. I, I might be going back to zero receiver. And just loading up and taking as many running backs as, as humanly possible. Because we, we've also seen it this year, too. Yeah, we've seen a lot of running backs pop. We have, for sure. But we've also seen receivers pop. It's been a very healthy in general, it's been a really healthy how do I put this? A very healthy waiver climate this year, where we've seen guys that have popped off and not even like as weekly fillers. Because we have those every year. But we've we have an environment now where we have we've been able to find guys. I'm trying to find the perfect way to word this. It's it's difficult, but We've been able to find guys on waivers this year that not only are they weekly fillers, but they're guys that are in our lineups now and are comfortably in our lineups. Like just starting off the year, like if we if we just stick to receiver, right? Let's just let's just stay with the wide receiver position. Who are guys that we had on on waivers that most people were picking up, and now you're playing them every single week. There was Puka. Puka yeah. very early on week num- week number one, Tank Dell. Yep. There's Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen was 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 undrafted in some places, and then some people were able were able to to pick him up. Jordan Addison, that was another yep.
0: one, which is wild that he wasn't drafted. Looking yeah. back, yeah, uh, Rasheed well, Rice. Part of that was Justin Jefferson going down. Fair, fair. Rasheed Rice? Yes. Brandon Cooks? I don't think he was drafted.
1: I think he was. He was just because he was part of the Cowboys, but that's a fine shadow, I'll, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. Jaden Reed? Romeo yeah. Dobbs? There've been plenty there have been plenty of receivers that we've picked up off of waivers this year outside of the running backs that are much talked about and we we know this. But there have been plenty of receivers that we that we've picked up already. That have been very, very good contributors for our alliance. Demario Douglas is, is another one in, in, in full point PPR, he's been very productive. So I, I but the point that I'm that I'm trying to make is I just feel like taking your shots on trying to find healthy running backs might be the way to go. And then trying to piece your lineup together with with receivers as you go along. Because you also have to remember, too, that w- what position always holds the most weight in trades as you're making throughout the year. It's running backs. If you have, if you have an assortment of running backs that you could then ship off, you could always get receivers with a with a healthy supply of running backs. Always, like, and anybody who says that you can't, they're lying, because you absolutely can. So I, I guess that, that 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 zero receiver strat, and we, we'll test it for sure with uh, with mocks that we do over the off season. But I think that zero receiver strat might just be the move that. That I might be gunning for, uh, come twenty twenty four.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see about that. That's going to be. Oh, interesting. Oh, we definitely
1: will. Oh, we de- we definitely will. I mean, I plan on I plan on being here. I don't think I'm going anywhere.
0: Yeah. Unless someone really wants
1: to shock me and says I'm not going to be here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Any other like main running backs? Like, I mean, I don't know. The Isaiah Pacheco situation is kind of interesting. Very interesting. Me.
1: Yes. Very interesting. I think that's like a there are two things I would talk about very quickly. I just want to hit on and then we could finish talking about the the Clyde situation and the Kansas City running backs. Um okay. the Cleveland Browns, we need to talk about them very quickly. They found their quarterback and his name is 38-year-old Joe Flacco. He Joe Flacco. Did he just re- very clear? Is he on their practice squad now? Yes, but he has he has said that he is not going anywhere.
0: Yeah. Like
1: Kevin <laughs> so Stefanski gonna... named him the starter. Uh, they waived PJ Walker today, so it just it just feels like a matter of time before Joe Flacco, um, is reelevated, and and I mean Kevin Stefanski didn't start for the rest of the rest of the season, so yeah, um, there's no reason to think that Joe Flacco is go is going anywhere, but he's given life now to Omari Cooper, he's given life to Elijah Moore, who now I think in deeper in deeper formats can definitely push being a flex consideration, definitely.
0: Elijah um, Moore loves is- Joe Flacco.
1: Yeah. And he's given <laughs> life to, to David Njoku, who just had who had a two touchdown day and
0: was uh really, really good. So just two straight two straight games with just ridiculous busted coverages where receivers were where there weren't even any defenders within within the same zip code. Yeah. As Jerome Ford against the Rams and then David Njoku <laughs>
1: and listen, <laughs> against and the schedule, Jaguars. His schedule
0: the rest of the way, it ain't bad. Chicago
1: next week. Houston in semifinals. And then championship week. It's a revenge game for Joe Flacco.
0: It's Thursday against against the the New York Jets.
1: On Thursday. Yep. I don't hate it. I do not hate it. As a 12-team or super flex streamer, if you have problems, I do not hate it. Potentially going out and wanting to stream Flacco. It's It's not crazy. And then... Last thing I want to talk about as well before we talk about the, the Chiefs, uh Cincinnati. Jake Browning has looked great uh in, in two straight weeks. Uh last his just his combined numbers, 50 of 61 for passing, uh, 82% completion percentage, 629 passing yards, three touchdowns, one pick. And the Bengals scored 34 points exactly in both of those games. Uh superflex, he's a definitely on the starting radar on superflex. Um Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Joe Mixon was able to score in this one uh Chase Brown who is a must 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 add as a stash because he looks he looks really 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 ex- explosive all those guys definitely have some have some sort of appeal and should be in the case of Chase and Mixon started Higgins rostered if anybody benched him and and Brown should be rostered as well as a valuable handcuff and if you have Joe Mixon you need to go out and do what you need to do to get Chase
0: Brown Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, well now, also there are two other, there are two other injuries sure. with the running back position which are were Josh Jacobs and Alexander Madison. Uh, Madison Madison awful just, game.
1: Yeah, Madison is just mid. So, uh Ty Chandler, if you got him, great. But now we have this question about what's going to happen with the Vikings quarterback position. Who's going to be starting for for the Minnesota Vikings? Uh come next week is it going to be Nick Mullins or is it going to be Josh Dobbs who Man, the hell knows
0: where were all those people that were like oh who those Josh Josh Dobbs lovers I, I it was a great story but you know the he turned into a pumpkin all I know
1: is thank god I traded him that's all I know um
0: <laughs> as for as for Jacob's this one is definitely a bit more... Um, it's going to be tough because it's a short turnaround with a Thursday game Yeah, at home definitely against more the
1: Chargers. Interessante. Um, if he can't go, my guess is that the early downs back would be Zamir White and the third down back would be Amir Abdullah. I wouldn't want to start any of them because A, it's Thursday, it's first week of playoffs, not the time to be experimenting. But B... They're not Josh Jacobs. They're not good. And honestly, the Raiders' offense just laid a big fat fucking egg this week. And it's like it's it's ass against ass in week fifteen to start.
0: Who would have thought that Aiden O'Connell? And and that that Thursday night game, the people at Amazon are shooting bricks. Like we thought it was going to be Jimmy G versus Justin Herbert, but they got Aiden O'Connell versus Easton Stick. Yep. Yep. I can tell you what game I'll be watching Friday morning. <laughs> yeah, I would I be watching that game if I didn't have to talk about it? No,
1: I'll be up Friday morning. I'll be watching it. I, I, I Thursday night is a night off. Yeah, no, that's rough. That sure. is rough. Um, All right. So let's, let's talk about the Chiefs and then we, can, we can wrap things up with okay. uh, with with Clyde and, and this whole now uh, situation of fun. Uh, we all kind of thought that Jarek McKinnon was going to have a role in this game, especially as uh, the more, I guess, explosive back is the, is the way to put it. Um, I just kind of think Clyde is a low end flex play that's just very touchdown dependent. Where Mixon, I uh, Mixon, I keep I keep scrambling all these guys up today. I don't know. I don't know what's with me. Um, whereas McKinnon, I think, is more of your higher end, more explosive flex play, but. Very boomer-busty. Like, I, I, we need to hope that Isaiah Pacheco is going to be back next week. And I can tell you right now where um, in a league where I traded for Isaiah Pacheco, if he can't be back next week, oh, my God, I'm in a lot of trouble. Now with Keaton Allen being, well, uh, flexy at, at best. But Edwards, Hilaire, and McKinnon, they're both flexes. And that's kind of it. And they're both touchdown dependent.
0: Yeah. Oh, I might be in a in a world of suck in the guillotine because I have Jacobs and Pacheco. <laughs> uh, and you're,
1: you're going to need to go out and get somebody for nothing for no money. Yep. Um. Well, before we go, we could talk. We could talk about the uh, the the end to that uh, that Chiefs game. Um. What? What?
0: What? What? What are they complaining about? I don't know. Pa- I was thinking about this like I I liked Patrick Mahomes a lot but he's gone down a couple notches after like that post game handshake thing with Josh Allen. I'm like, a brutal Dude. look. Yeah, it's a really bad look. I like bad, Josh bad. Allen didn't do, J- Josh Allen didn't do anything. No. No, it's one thing for
1: Patrick Mahomes to go into a post game presser and get his money's worth. No problem. But you go up to your competitor. You say, hey, 17, nice job. And you walk off. Then if you want to run your mouth, run your mouth. Go for it. No problem. But you should not be putting – you should not be going off on on your competitor. And Buffalo played a great game. This was a game they had to win. They did. Their season is very much alive now and good on Buffalo because they needed that and they played a a really, really good game. But – Just a bad, bad look for the poster boy of of the national football league. And there is nothing, and I repeat, there is absolutely nothing that Carl Sheffers has to apologize for because that is as clear as day that is an all side on Kadarius Tony. There's no questions asked. There's no need to even debate it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like even noted sore loser Tom Brady never did that because, honestly, whenever he lost big games, he would never shake the opponent's hand. So he did do it he was... once.
1: He did do it once, so I can recall. He did it against the Jets and Ryan Fitzpatrick.
0: Oh, the the game where they mistakenly chose to, chose to kick it overtime? Yes. <laughs> ah. That was the did one. He,
1: did he that say, like, one.
0: you got lucky or something?
1: Something along those something along those lines, yeah. But Brady, but Brady walked off. He didn't even shake Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick's hand. We
0: well, didn't um, shake. I think, I, mean, I, think
1: I think they made that amend or something. But this he... this was just bad. I mean, there was there was logistically this looks awful for a guy. Really, that personally, for a lot of people, myself not included in this because I'm not I'm not like a, a Patrick Mahomes fanboy or anything, but. For a lot of people, Patrick Mahomes was, was was bulletproof. A lot of people looked at Patrick Mahomes the same way that they looked at Tom Brady. And, and now that, you know, there's like this massive, massive chink in the armor for, for Patrick Mahomes and his overall uh, good guy image that this – there are a lot of people that maybe they were on the fence when it comes to Patrick Mahomes that are now way off that fence.
0: Yeah, also, I mean – it's a bad luck because the Chiefs have benefited from so many calls over the years.
1: And that's, that's the next point that I was going to make and, and bring up to you was if there's any team in the league that, should, that, that really has nothing to complain about when it comes to the officiating, has gotten more breaks from officiating than any other team that I can name, maybe outside of the Philadelphia Eagles, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Just go – I mean – where do you want to start? Just let's just start in uh, Sunday Night Football. The last, well, one of the last times they were on it, I can't remember if they played more recently than that. But against the Jets, the Jets yeah. should have won that game. I know. Just tell me. Should have won that game, and and they were saved by the by the officiating. And I'm sure, I'm sure, like three Sheffers, times. I'm sure Carl Sheffers will get a nice talking to about. Hey, Taylor Swift was in the building. We need the Chiefs to win. We need him to go to the Super Bowl so we could show Taylor Swift every five seconds to keep uh, engagement numbers up. But there's nothing that he has to apologize for. In all seriousness, you yeah,
0: know, I think the rule of right law cool should apply fall. anyway. And,
1: and I hope the NFL comes down hard on an Andy Reid backtrack today in the worst way. There is no chance that Andy Reid saw the call before he got up on the podium. There's just <laughs> no way because the, the 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 night and day difference when he got on that
0: podium today. Boom, Oh my God, he was rolling back big time. Yeah, it was not it just like I don't know. It like it would be one thing, and I I've seen this in a lot of places on the internet. But it's like it would be one thing if it was like the Jets game where it was just like, oh, defensive holding, nebulous judgment call. Yeah, but it's offensive offside. It, it wasn't be, even close. You're it either offsides or you're either offsides or you're not offsides. Correct.
1: Correct. It it, it it There's no gray area. It's either black or it's white. Yes. It's a and there is Stoney,
0: his foot was level with the ball. The official yep. couldn't see. Like, he was lined up, not even with the center. He was lined up with the ball. Yep. Yeah, Although. You, could, you couldn't even see the ball. Usually, it's because, like, I remember this happening. Remember the Giants commanders last year were Tara yep. McLaurin? The mm-hmm. s- same exact thing happened? Yep, same thing. Usually, receivers ask like the the was it the line judge? Yeah, no, yep, the line judge. Yeah, the line judge if they're on the line. And I, there
1: was there was a video out there where Kadarius Tony looked over and seemingly like gave the line judge a gesture of some sort of like you know am I good or or, or whatever. But
0: like how could you really tell based off of that? Like, that's it. That's I was looking it. at him like maybe he's just looking around. Right.
1: Right. It's it, it's it's too inconclusive to say whether he did or whether he didn't. But the bottom line is it was so blatantly obvious that at the end of the day
0: I mean the only it's reason it's a bad look. We're talking...
1: it's, it's a bad look. But this is this is the last thing that, that I'll say, and then Adam, if you wanna add anything else, you, you definitely yeah. can before we yeah before we go. But There are people that are going to defend Patrick Mahomes for everything that he does, and that's completely fine in the same way that I defend Tom Brady for everything that he does because I think he's perfect, and I love Tom. That's a great guy. He's amazing. But this is a bad, bad, bad look for Patrick Mahomes in the same way where Tom Brady has had moments in his career which have been bad looks, whether it's been scandal, whether it has been uh, just competitiveness getting the best of him mistakes that he's made during games there are things where you know, i i will defend tom brady until the end but even for the people that are going to defend patrick mahomes and defend the chiefs because they're gonna, just going to ride the chiefs and that's fine it's their choice you know whatever whether you're a fan or whether you just like patrick mahomes how do
0: you how do you defend that yeah it's hard it's hard yeah, to do that sorry yeah well i mean People, we wouldn't even be talking about this if, like, one of the coolest plays ever hadn't happened. Also, on the day. It's
1: a shame that I didn't stand because, my God,
0: what a heads up play. And on the day that Frank Wychek died, of all days, also. Yep. Which is even crazier. Yeah. But anyway, I don't want to, you know, dampen the mood about that. I think the rule of cool should apply in the NFL. The play should count if it looked cool. Just go to a panel of judges, and yeah. be like, "Was it cool?" And if they if they all say yes, then whatever happens, the play stands.
1: <laughs> we could try that one.
0: Yes, you know, like that DeAndre Hopkins catch in on Thursday, I think, in like 2018. That was basically that was like offensive pass interference for some reason. Yeah, that should have counted just because it was awesome. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening to the, this episode of the Racing Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. We'll be back again later this week to preview everything ahead of the playoffs. Best of luck in your matchups, if you already know. And best of luck to those that are waiting on Monday night's games to see how that goes. Yes, very best of luck. Yep. For uh, uh, Michael, I'm Adam Pastor.
1: Bye bye.